0: This is victory.
1: Yes, you are welcome tonight, even as we study at the feet of Christ, and I pray that the Holy Spirit, the indwelling spirit of the living God, the one that Jesus sent. will indeed guide us in all that we're going to do tonight in the name of Jesus. Yes, we have been studying about faith, faith in Jesus, faith in, in the living God. In the, we've been studying about faith. And um, can we just recap a little bit about um, maybe what we what learned last Wednesday? Can anyone give us one word about what we learned last Wednesday? Is anyone, anyone We learned about how we can improve our faith? What, you know, um, our teacher gave us actually two specific ways. Can we be specific? Anyone? Mm. That's kind of vague. Anyone? Okay. Using your words positively because words, you know, are powerful. Words are powerful. And um, also, the works, you know, words and works go together. Those were the two uh, major things that we learned um, last week. So um, I'll just kind of recap and then I'll go into my own main um, thing about faith. You know, we've talked about, you know, faith having results. You know, um, faith helps us to grow um, in the knowledge of God. Um, Faith gets us closer to God. You know, um, it allows us to learn about God and, you know, to um, get ourselves um, closer to him. We learned about the fact that faith is a law, you know, then... Faith and hope work together. Faith and works work together, which is what we learned last week. Um, faith and action, you know, uh, work together. And, um, you know, of course, uh, releasing positive words. You know, I mean, basically faith, you know, has been de- is described really as our whole relationship. Our whole relationship with God is all about um, faith. Trusting God for what he will do. Trusting him that what he did before, he will do again. And um, um, that faith is, you know, laying your whole weight on Jesus. Um, I remember, I think... It depends on how old you are. There is um, um, this play that we used to do when I was young, you know, that you, know, you do like that. Do you, and somebody will grab you, exactly. So, I mean, I believe that's what um, faith is all about, you know. Complete, you know, putting your whole weight on Jesus and having the courage to act on your belief whatever your belief is, you know, that courage to act on it, you know, that's um, what faith is is all about. And of course, one, of, one major thing that, um, you know, um, we were taught on Sunday is that faith means that I can do extraordinary things. I can do extraordinary things, you know. Um, basically, faith carries a lot of meaning, you know. Um, Of course, the Bible is filled with people of faith, you know, to give us examples of how we also need to live. And um, all these examples actually led to Jesus, right, to the birth of Jesus. And then Jesus, as a sinless man, now exercised and showed us the best way. You know, to live. So, whatever it is that we do, we need to refer back to the Gospels, what Jesus did, what Jesus said, how he lived life, you know, because that's why he came to be an example even for us. So, today, um, you know, I'm going to talk about um, how to strengthen your faith. Or how to develop your faith, how to increase your faith, and you know I have um, you know um, a few areas that I'm, I'm going to stress even tonight, and one of which is making faith a choice. It is a choice. A choice is you know whether you want to do something or you do not want to, making faith a choice, you know. And making faith a, jo- a choice actually um, um, justifies a reason for doing whatever it is, you know, um, to get, get us free from sin, um, from, get us free from um, guilt, And one of, can someone open to Exodus 15 for us? Sorry, Exodus 14. Exodus 14, we're going to read from verse, um, it's actually 15 to 22, but um, because of our time, we would be specific about uh, the passages. This is the story of, you know, the parting of the sea. If we look at the story of uh, Moses, we know that, I mean, how he was called back, okay, to Egypt, and while he um, came back to face Pharaoh, many miracles were performed through him. So, I mean, Moses has actually experienced what God can do, you know? So faith really is the things that God had done for us before will remind him of the things. You know, and then whatever obstacles we have ahead of us, you know, we would trust God to do them because he had done it before. He will do it again. That is our belief. That's my belief. And that's supposed to be your belief as well. So in Exodus 14, um, let's um, um, stress um, verse 15, please. Is anyone there? Verse 15. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That they go forward.
2: How about sixteen? Now, up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea.
1: So that was an instruction that God gave to Moses. So Moses had a choice of: Should I do this that God, I mean, has instructed me to do? I mean, basically, the fact that God had done many miracles in his life, you know, and he had experienced God, you know, he had a choice to believe what God said, you know, he should do. And then what happened? Verse 21.
2: Praise the Lord. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind. All that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided.
1: So, basically, I mean, believing in God, having faith in what God can do, you know, is what we are here to talk about. Moses had faith in what God will do. And for anyone, I mean, you can imagine a whole sea. You know, right in front of you, and you have millions of people behind, you know, and it's all a matter of stretch that road. It's almost impossible. I mean, how can that be? you know it's it's just you know it's 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 just out of this world, so I mean, this is all about faith, so my question to us this month uh, this evening, you know. What are the choices that we have made that has gone? Let's do the wrong first. Do you have any um, thing that you can mention to us about a choice that you made that didn't go quite the way you wanted it to go? Let someone think about that. And then another one, you know, choice that actually went because God said, Gave you instructions to do it. And I'll help us. Um, two Sundays ago, I remember um, Pastor Toyosi talked about us moving here, right? And Pastor E is here. He must have had instructions from God. And believe you me, even on my own side too, it seemed impossible. But here we are today. So that's a choice gone right. If it had not gone right, (laughs) Pastor, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but, you know, we thank God, right? So does anyone have any, um, you know, um, story that you want to share with us about something you did that did not quite go right? Right? We're talking about choices now, making choices. You made a choice. For instance, you made a choice to come to America. And I'm sure that choice has not been easy. Almost everyone that comes here starts from scratch. They don't start from where they left off in Nigeria or wherever in Africa. A lot of people have to begin again, kind of. Whether you've had your you know, master's degree in Nigeria or in Africa, or you've had your bachelor's, you know, you come here and it's a different story. But you made the choice to come, you know, and then, you know, I mean, you take a step at a time. So these are choices that we need to make. Same with Peter in Luke 5.4. Can somebody please, um, you know, um, these are instructions from God that if you like, you accept or you take it, if you like, you ignore it, and usually when you ignore it, it doesn't always go well. May God help us in Jesus' name so that, you know, the instructions we're given will actually go right. Luke
2: 5, 46. And let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all, all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the nets. And when they had the stone, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their nets break.
1: Wow. I mean, this is a superman in fisheries. That's Peter, right? He knows every loop and corner of how to be a fisherman. And of course, that night, nothing happened until Jesus came into his life, you know, and his life turned around. So, I mean, what we're saying is, we have all come here, you know, to cite examples of things that have gone right, so that we can rely and put our whole weight on Jesus, you know, in the sense that whatever you do, ask. Whatever you do, pray about it. Make a request about it. Put it before him. It doesn't matter. Even when you're going to drink water, (laughs) you know, <laughs> so that you wouldn't go the wrong way. Pray over the water, you know, before you drink. So, I mean, these are simple things that you know you make um choices about. Another aspect of faith is perseverance in faith. Let's read Matthew 15. Matthew 15. It's also a long one, the Canaanite woman, perseverance in faith from 21.
3: O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away, tell her to go away. They said, She is bothering us with all her beggings." Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord. But even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath your master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great, your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed.
1: What lesson do you take from that?
3: well like you said we're talking about perseverance yeah yes, yes. um i feel like if jesus had told me <laughs> that the food was for the children and not to be thrown to the dogs me the dog <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm just saying yeah like I won't, it won't sit well with me, right? Maybe the human part of me will be like, really? A dog? It's because I'm asking you for help. <laughs> but yeah, she ignored that. And then she went, she even tried to make it funny like, yeah, I know this thing is for dogs, but even dogs eat the crumbs, the, um, the crumbs of bread that falls from the table and they are OK with it. So even as you're blessing Israel and there is so much on the table, I'm not asking for this so much on the table. Just give me the ones on the floor. And I'm fine with that. I think, I feel like that was perseverance and that just showed that she was humble enough to wait even when it looked like it wasn't the exact way she would have expected a response from Jesus, I think. Yeah.
1: But she got what she wanted. Yes, she did. Exactly. So, I mean, she persevered. So, um, you know, I mean, what are the things that we face out in the world? Because... I believe that one time or the other, you know, we must have faced some abusive language, whether, you know, I mean, in school, even when you are riding on the train, someone can call you, I hate to use the word N, you know, what do you do? Or in the office, right? You have a job, what do you, I mean, Can somebody give us an example of what kind of offense and how did you accommodate it? How how did you overcome that offense? And what was your hope? What's, What's the hope for which you stayed in that offense? Because in this case, this woman wanted her daughter to be healed, right? And she took all the abuses. Can you imagine Jesus abusing somebody? I mean, come on, (laughs) which means he he was human. You know, Jesus was human, and these are the things that, I mean, even for you and I, the fact that we are human, sometimes some things will come out of our mouths that we, we don't expect it to be, you know, but, and then we apologize, right? But, I mean, what are some things that, you know, we face at work, you know, experience, you know, please let's come on, Pastor that's TLC. Pastor TLC
0: I, I can help you point to people that can answer the question, yes, sir. Because me, I'm like the president, I can't be offended, <laughs> I've never done any wrong thing before, <laughs> and I don't even abuse anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I need to also add to what you've said, ma'am, as per Jesus abusing people. I think also uh, there, there's another way to, we can look at it, that in that day, there was a dichotomy of Jews, Jews and non-Jews. Of, yeah. and So what Jesus said there was uh, for lack of better terms an inside joke. People knew what he was saying. It wasn't necessarily that he was calling her a name. It was almost like you know the n-word you know sometimes the n-word can be bad but in in some context it can just be something that everybody knows that this is the person you are referring to but so what jesus was doing there was just Jesus saying look you are not of the house of israel i remember that jesus when he had this earthly ministry before he died he wasn't doing any ministry for non-israelis that's why All of Jesus's ministry was within the confines of Israel it was the apostles that he told that when you receive power you would take this whole thing out of Judea out of uh, and then even take it to Samaria Jesus was not for Samaritans you know that's why they had to say good Samaritan you didn't need to qualify anybody by good you had to only qualify people by good when everybody knew them as bad before so that's why that person that we call the Samaritan, it has to be said he's good Samaritan because Samaritan was never supposed to be good. So Jesus necessarily, yeah, maybe you know, said something, but I would not characterize it like that. So for me, when I've had situations where um, uh, something happened and it was an instruction, I've said this story many times here. One time when I was about to come to the US, when I saw the general overseer and... Uh, he told me that uh, he will give me his account statement to go to the embassy, which I was excited about, and then put a clause to it and said, by the way, <laughs> the money is for your eyes only. It's not for your hand. I will, I'm i not giving you the money. I'm just giving... And then he now said, uh, but the money will be there by the time you go and do the interview. I was angry because I felt that He didn't need to pray. There are some things that don't need prayer. Just give me money and leave God out of this. Let's just, you know. But even though I was angry, I knew that what he said is a man of God. So I kind of got over my anger and held on to the fact that that the G.O. has said that if I go, I will have enough money. How it will happen, I don't know. And that's what exactly happened, you know? I had enough money by the time I needed to stand before the consular officer that I didn't even need his own statement that he had provided for me. So that was one example of, um, you know, when something happened that could have affected my faith, uh, that by God's help, I guess, Uh, it didn't affect my faith and I was still able to uh, achieve or become what God initially wanted it to happen.
1: Praise God. That's about choices, you know, that um, Pastor E gave an example of, you know. But let's just, um, you know, probably move forward. So, you know, with the uh, uh, Canaanite woman, uh, basically, um, I mean, she actually chose hope over offense. Her hope is to heal her daughter and she got her daughter healed. She got what she wanted. So that's the most important thing, you know, that she did. And then um, also um, in the area of perseverance in faith, um, we need to encourage one another within us here and within the Christian community. It's important for us to encourage ourselves, you know, because in i mean we go through struggles you know we go through hurdles in life and when you have someone you know who is actually um getting in touch with you and um you know just um encouraging you in the area of what you want to do it makes the period of waiting easier to go through you know so these things are important don't push away the person that will encourage and this is why for each and every one of us we need to be careful with the relationships that we keep you know because um don't throw people out don't look down on anyone because you never know who is going to step, you know, um, um, for, step up for you. I mean, it might just even be in prayer, you know, prayer in the closet, right? Uh, um, chanting you on, you know, keeping you encouraged you know, um, calling you regularly? How far have you gone with this thing? You know, what is happening? Um, 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 uh, Can I introduce you to someone that can help? You know, see, these things are very important in, you know, I mean, in life, you know, to make life easier for us, you know? And um, uh, um, um, uh, one of the Christians that actually Um, um, was noted to be an encourager is Barnabas Barnabas was actually the main key in the life of Paul when you know he was translated from a person that was persecuting Christians you know and he met with Christ you know and um, he because the disciples didn't accept Paul you know there was a lot of um, conflict between Uh, Paul and Peter and things like that, but Barnabas actually um, called on him. And for over a year, Paul and Barnabas actually waited, you know, Paul studied because Paul didn't know anything about um, 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 uh, 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 Jesus. He was a Jew. And I mean, very well educated, but in all that, he humbled himself. Paul humbled himself. He did not say, oh, I mean, he actually said that, you know, in in, uh, um, um, other places uh, whereby, you know, he's a a Jew, uh, uh, um, I mean, a learned person and all that, you know, but he did not use that in any way. He actually humbled himself and um, got the encouragement from from Barnabas. So, you know... um, Another way of encouraging ourselves, you know, is um, encouraging us to join prayer line in the morning. Because some people don't. You know, some people don't. And honestly, prayer line for me is food. That's the food I eat in the morning. Just mute your phone. You are getting ready to go to work. But join the prayer line, you know because you don't know how to pray. When other people are praying, are leading the, the prayer points, it might be for you, it might be for your friend, it might be for your parents, it might be for your children, you know, and you, know, you go along with that leading, you know, and you begin to pray for yourself because you don't really know how to pray for yourself, you know, so that's another way. Another way is encouraging people to come to Wednesday um, Bible study. You know, so I mean, ways getting an app, reading the Bible, you know, on a, a daily basis to um, learn more about uh, what the word of the uh, word what, what of God says. So all these things are, you know, important, you know, fellowship, which is what we are doing here, you know, f- fellowshipping with each other. So, um. These are ways, um, at least to persevere in faith. Another um, way is um, God gives generous rewards. Can somebody open um, Hebrews 116? God gives generous rewards. because honestly, what we're doing, I bet you you're looking for something, you're looking onto something, you're looking to better your life. That's why you're here today. That's why, you know, you come to church. That's why you fellowship with people. Whatever it is that you're doing in life, you know, we're all always looking for something better. So, Hebrews eleven six. 6 is anyone there?
0: those who seek him
1: praise the lord so what is a reward a reward is you do this i give you this your job you go to you know i mean uh, uh, to your job every day you know you're going to get money at the end of the week end of two weeks end of the month, to pay for your School fees, pay for your housing, pay for your car, you know. So it's a reward when you have a job, right, to sustain yourself in life. So how are the ways that we please God? Because he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How do we please him? I'm throwing this out. How do we please him? He's a rewarder of those who please him. What are ways, the things that we do that please God? Faith. Okay. To please him. Okay. Having faith and everything that we've been discussing in the past one month. Yes. Having faith. Obeying his word. Yes. Yes. Obedience is actually key. Because obedience is doing what he says that we should do, right? Do not sin, do not trust in him. Yes,
2: yes, I'm digress a little bit. Is there a difference between believing in God and trusting God? Good, thank you. <laughs> Because I've always felt that there's a difference. So what like is the difference believing God is, um, like knowing God can do stuff because He has done it before, or you know. But trusting God. Is having to believe that he will do that thing that you don't even think is possible. Like, we can believe God for the usual. Like, we can believe God for food tonight. We can believe God to get home safely. We can believe God. But when God says, Oh, yeah, on your feet, get to Schomburg this night, what happens?
1: I'm tired. (laughs) If if, if I throw
0: another.
2: No, I didn't say. I didn't say what has never been done before. I said, like, okay. Um, let me give an example. Trust is believing God, you know, as in believing God when is almost an impossible thing. I don't understand sins. how you. Like okay, like I think believing God is a usual, irregular. Trusting God is <laughs> out of the ordinary. That's how I see it. I you Yeah. He
4: thinks I can. I can I can't summarize believing and trusting. So believing God is I know God can do something. Trusting God is I know he will do it. So if 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 I believe this chair can hold me, I believe it. Trusting is acting on what you believe. So I trust that God would meet my needs. So the difference between believe and trust is knowing that God will do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, trust is, no, trust, the Bible says trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge. So trusting is, I know, I acknowledge God will do this. I believe, I believe is, I know God can. I believe God can do a lot of things. But trusting is, I know that he will do it in that, in that regard. Okay. Oh, maybe you should put... I'm not. Oh, you think I'm closing it out?
0: <laughs> I'm not necessarily closing it out. I just want to show a view. And I, I want to look at it a little bit with respect to how we also use trust for human beings. So I think usually when we're talking about trust in human beings, we, we look at the element of time. And we look at the element of knowing the personality rather than that actions. And I would put that too in, in the way when we talk about trust and believing God. I would say that when you talk about trust God, it's not only that God will do it. It is that even if God does not do it, if I don't see anything like activity happening, the personality of the person that has made this promise is such that I have been around this guy for a while that I trust him so if he doesn't do it the way i think he should do it i trust him enough to believe that what he's doing is he doing it indirectly i just don't understand it i the trust is now in the personality so i personally believe that trust It's a matter of time. You can't say I trust God when you have not been around him for a while and trust is about time. So an Abraham will say I trust God that God will give me a child," because it's not like I believe uh, and it happened tomorrow. I I trust God because over the years, you know, it took me 25 years to get there but I know that my Redeemer... Trust is what happened to Job. I'm supposed to believe. You know when they were telling Job, curse God and die. He said, I know my Redeemer lived. He didn't say my Redeemer would do anything. He just said, I trust that the personality of the person I'm dealing with. I don't understand all this thing because this is bad things happening to me. But I trust that my Redeemer lived. I can't curse him. The fact that i'm not seeing anything changing around me his personality is so on point that i've been around him for a long time that i can go to bed on it i don't understand what is going on but i trust that my redeemer and he, he added to it that i know that he will do something but the trust is about time and it's about the fact that whether i see what is happening now so i personally believe that trust unlike believe is not even based on action it's based on personality to believe is more of like I know you will do something. Trust is I trust in this person. The person making the promise is worth what he has said. That's my so
4: trust in other words the integrity of Exactly. Praise the Lord. Oh, you, you
0: have all this grammar before. <laughs> <But> please close <laughs> us out. <laughs> no, no.
4: Trust is, trust is, trust is yeah. Please, please that
1: that <laughs> 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 So we are actually trusting God that we will inherit eternal life. So that cuts the whole thing, you know. Um so, of course, I mean, you know, uh, Pastor E uh, cited uh, the example of Abraham, you know, trusted God, you know, had faith, you know. I, I mean, I, Abraham faith, had faith and God believed it to him as uh, righteousness. So Abraham got his um, promise in his old age. He persevered. Okay. But he got what? God promised him. He had the faith. The widow of Zarephath, you know, um, got uh, um, actually what um, uh, the prophet said he, she should do. She obeyed because uh, faith is also obedience, right? She obeyed, you know, um, making food for the man of God and for three and a half years, of course, you know, she was fed herself and her family was provided for, you know, Obededom that um, received the Ark of God. David left the Ark of God. And then David got jealous of Obededom because God blessed him, you know. And of course, um, you know, David uh, envied him. Then the Canaanite woman, as we, were, we talked earlier, got her healing you know, because um, she persevered in not allowing uh, words you know to put her down. you know she actually made light of the words that came to her you know so um in um, um, Matthew 1929 Matthew 1929 This is where um, Jesus was, um, you know, talking to um, Peter, the disciples, about, um, you know, when Peter said, "We, we have done everything. We have left everything. Please read, if you dare." Oh, sorry. Father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Praise the Lord. And that is actually what, you know, I mean, our Christianity is all about. It's all about making heaven. Because by God's grace, I want to make heaven. I mean, I don't want to um, be on this earth, you know, even... um, for any reason at all i'm praying that i will make heaven so basically when we're talking about faith believing in god there are things that we've had in life right that we regret you know and when we talk about regret you know we look back at what had happened to us so regret makes us look back And then when it is fear, fear of the unknown, not trusting God that God will do it, right? The fear makes us look around. I'm fearful. um, I'm not sure I can do this. I'm not sure where I'm going. I'm afraid, okay? So actually, fear looks around concerning whatever it is that um, is happening around us and will not allow us to focus to see where we're going, you know? And then, when it is worry, worry now looks in because, you know, you now getting, start getting depressed because worry, Jesus said, why worry, right? He feeds the birds of the air. Why should you worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat? So there is no point, have faith in Jesus you know, and move forward. He will supply your needs regardless. Somebody will bring food to you. Not, especially in this uh, environment, if anybody hears that, you know, you don't have a job, oh, I, I can pick one or two people that will bring you food. And I even trust uh, somebody that God has put as, um, you know, uh, <laughs> the man of God. He, I mean, he won't just leave you uh, 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 um, naked. That, that's the word I will use. He won't leave you and your family naked. He would actually um, have uh, at least some form of providence for you. And then faith. Faith looks up. Faith looks up to God. That God, I know that you will provide for me. I know that you, know, you will make a way where there is no way. I know that after I have studied, I will pass these exams. I know that regardless of what people say about me, because I'm a child of God, I will persevere. But I know where I'm going. I'm looking unto Jesus. So faith looks up. And there is that song, My Faith Looks Up to Thee, Thou Lamb of Calvary. So in all, you know, whatever it is, whatever difficulties that we might go through, it is important for us to look up to Jesus. It is important for us to look up to Jesus. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we've just come to thank you. Spirit of the living God, Thank you for expanding your word even unto us tonight. Lord, we trust to persevere in whatever comes our way. Because we're expectant. We have faith in you that you will perform miracles in our midst. That you will perform healings in our midst. We have faith that you will provide for us. We have faith that we will move forward no matter what. We will not look back in whatever it is that we are facing. We are looking unto you, the perfecter of our faith. And we know that you will take us to that promised land that you have in store for each and every one of us in the name of Jesus.